0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 62 of The Caesar Show. Feels great to be back. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. As always, I'm going to rehash with you guys. So on episode 61, Manny Fresh, my guest, came in, and we talked about a lot of things. Uh, The top topics were the ESPN rankings, which were baloney, Team USA next year with the star players um, on paper verbally committing... Lonzo Ball, you know whether he was damaged goods or not. uh, Kuzma's injury, NBA Media Day. um, It it was good. It was good. Um, You know. Before I get into the topics today, it's been a couple episodes since my co-host has been on. Uh, I think he went out of space and then he just randomly happened to uh, set set foot on Earth. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my. Boy, my co-host Trey.
1: I've been lonely. I've been waiting for you. I'm pretending. What? What? And that's all I could do. The love I'm sending ain't
0: making it through to your heart. It's the
1: little Wayne version. <laughs> nah, nah. What's up, man? Oh, so wow. happy to be back, wow, man. Wow. 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 Nice. How, how you no, been? How on? you been, man? What, man? What's what's new with you, bro? Hey, you know what I'm saying? Just dodging the hooks and the sneak jabs from life, but <laughs> you know, every everything's everything. You know, you work hard every single day. You um. You, Tough times don't last, you know. Tough people do. It's so tough I say, hey, yeah, yeah. right. I'm just happy to be back, man. Episode 62 of the Caesar Show hey it was man, good. I'm it was happy, very I'm happy good.
0: that I'm happy that you're back too. It's very good. Uh, it's been a long time coming. You know, obviously we've been having scheduling conflicts. We we'll be working. we just be going through some stuff. So bro. it's good that you had to. It's good that you made some time. to Oh, stop by today. of course, so,
1: bro. And the brand's been popping, bro. Been what amazing. I've seen, I've seen some lovely people wearing the sort of seasons. Brands, see the show stuff. Yeah, I'm saying whether it be hats, whether it be um, anything. I've I've seen it. All right, y'all keep doing that, man. Show them boy, some love. You already show know what's going me on. Some love, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, before we
0: get into the topics today, I've been reading a book. Uh, actually, Trevor Noah, Born to Crime, it's pretty good. I'm only like four or five chapters in, but it's, I think it's been out for like two years now. You guys should definitely check that out. Born a Crime, um, is basically talking about Trevor Noah uh, growing up in South Africa during apartheid and the end of the apartheid. So very, very interesting. Definitely check that out. But are you ready for the talks for today? Let's go. All right. So the first thing, I, well, yeah, the first thing I want to talk about is just preseason in this entirety, man. Uh, it's been pretty interesting. Like why, I feel like this is like, This is the year out of all the past years that we've been so excited for preseason. I think it's just because of the dynamic duos and the rookies and whatnot. But, like, why is preseason so exciting right now?
1: Because there's not really any, like, super perennial powers. And the perennial powers that have been or that we would expect to be haven't been proving it. I mean, AD and LeBron are all-star players, maybe the best two players in the league, some would argue. But... Still hasn't been a proven duo in the playoffs. Uh, we have Golden State, who seems like have fallen from the basketball gods' Grace, graces. It's um, not the same team defensively uh, or offensively right now with Clay being gone. Uh, Andre Iguodala is not on that team anymore. Andre Iguodala is on the Memphis. on Memphis. Hasn't yeah, hasn't even suited up yet. Um, you have teams like you know young teams or not? You can say young because Dallas. With the dynamic duo of Porzingis, you have powers like um, Dame and uh, CJ. CJ that are still around there. You have Brooklyn that is coming out, emerging. You have the Greek freak that's still out there. So you have so many narratives that to keep up with. It's like a, a really a, a game of zones uh, per se. You know, it might switch from one team to another team. It might be this. It might be that. And we we're so excited because you can pick an array of franchises and players and narratives to run with. And all of them could be interesting and competitive in some way. So,
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So first thing um, I want to talk about is the first look at AD and the Lakers. Can you pull those highlights up, please? You already know. You already know. Um, so last week, uh, preseason tipped off and obviously, you know, the Warriors moved into their new facility in San Francisco so uh, we got a chance to see Steph Curry's new look Warriors without Klay Thompson going up against the powerhouse and the Lakers. Um, they looked, they look very, they look very scary, man. Yeah. Um, LeBron, like we said, he's taking what like six months off, so um, he didn't make the playoffs last year, and uh, he just looks like he's motivated again. Obviously, AD wanted out of the Pelicans, went to the Lakers. He really wants to prove that his time is now, and together, man, they looked. Dominant and in
1: great shape too. Like, like
0: dominant. Like it, it was scary. There's just it was just bully ball the whole time. <laughs> Their pick and roll is insane. Yeah. And what's crazy is like both of them, whenever they get the ball, they're gonna command the double team. So there's always gonna yes. be an open guy, whether yeah. it be LeBron being open with Katie at when um uh, AD has the ball, uh Danny Green on the corner with Avery Bradley, like it was pretty interesting and the coach said that he was going to mix and match the lineups just to see, like, what works. So it kind of has that Nick Nurse approach from last year with the Raptors. Yeah. Um, so the, when they played against the Warriors, they had, um, I think, A.D., JaVale McGee, LeBron James, Danny Green, Avery Bradley all starting together. I like that because their backcourt defensively was pretty good. You, you're not, you're not going to have LeBron James guarding guards, you know what I'm nah, saying? So not anymore. I, I like the tandem of Avery Bradley- and Danny Green, too, and they both spaced the floor as well, too, so I really like that, but AD, man, he's scary. <laughs> ah,
1: so many intangibles that come with his game, like mm-hmm. just around the rim, and then how he was like, he sauced Draymond one time with the smooth step back into the, uh, I don't know if it, it wasn't an and one, but it was definitely a foul jumper. Yeah. And um, he's versatile from beyond the arc all the way to super high percentage shots and damn near unstoppable in the paint area, you know? Definitely when it comes to putbacks or or when it comes to the dish off, you're not stopping them or yeah. a little tip in, any of that mm. great court vision. LeBron, we see like this clip right here, we're watching right now is a top of the key, just high to low, lob to LeBron, which mm-hmm. could just as easily be LeBron to, uh, to AD. So crazy versatile team, man. Like I don't, it's hard to see somebody stopping them for seven games, yeah. you know?
0: So, my next thing I want to talk about, um, what are your expectations for the Lakers this season realistically? Um, and then is it a foregone
1: conclusion that they're going to make it to the Western Conference Finals? Um, I don't think it's a far, it's far-fetched to say they're, they're going to make it to the Western Conference Finals. Um, as far as regular season goes, they'll, they'll have their woes. I think, like, any LeBron James playoff team or any LeBron James team... Eva. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, man. So so we all know that it can get kind of shaky in there, definitely with the the media attention on LeBron James. And then, you know, LeBron James kind of – he demands what he demands out of his team, out of his organization. If he wants players in there, nine times out of ten they're going to get those players in there, whether it be, you know, right when he says it or the next year when they can get AD from the Pelicans, like this year. But – um. It's going to be a little bit shaky. AD is out right now because he just hurt his thumb. So they're saying he might be out for the season, like you were telling me. No, whoa, 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 not out for the season. So Not season, uh, for, so, for a yeah. so, month. Yeah, so AD, a
0: so game three of their preseason game, they are going up against the Nets, and he tried to go block um, Joe Harris, and he sprained his right thumb. Yeah. So right now they're saying that he may be out for about a month, about but a month. they don't really know yet. So that's going to be something interesting to Talk about, but keep going.
1: You got this out as well, and we're saying he's probably gonna be out for a month because it's a foot injury, yeah. correct? So, and that's probably a little bit more circumstantial than a thumb, too. Uh, so you know, you got again LeBron James in a way with company that is gonna be starting the preseason and uh starting the regular season, and. You know, they might start off hot. They might start off cold. But at the same time, we know this is a team that's going to get together coming down the stretch like any LeBron James team does or any team that LeBron James is on. And this is the most firepower he's had in like three or four years at least. So I I feel them either starting off hot, maybe starting off very cold, definitely without their other star player coming in and getting it together down the stretch probably after all-star break. And they're going to win the games that matter during the season, too. So they'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I see them – like, see, it's so crazy with the Western Conference because every game matters. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not the East. You can just cruise through the regular season and you can still be good to go. So I really don't know how severe, like I said, AD's injury is going to be. Um, but that's going to be something interesting to see him basically – LeBron basically starting the season without his two best players and yep. Kyle Kuzma and AD. Um, hopefully AD – from what I've seen in the past, he kind of is injury-prone, but there were never, like, season-end injuries, just those knick-knack injuries that are kind of, like, lingering and whatnot. And he's played through injury a lot as nice. well, too. So I don't really think this thumb injury is going to be a problem. He might miss, like, the first five games. But aside from that, I I've, I've see him being pretty fully pretty fully healthy this year. Um, and, I, and I see more so of him carrying the load as opposed to LeBron James. But I think they may, just because of those injuries themselves, obviously he does have talent. Um, but I think... If AD and Kuzma miss, you know, let's say the first five, 10 games, they may be at 500. And then right when they come back, you know, obviously they got to get everyone integrated, but I think they'll be good to go. So I see them finishing um, top four seed in the West, honestly.
1: Yeah, this is a team that kind of reminds me of the Warriors and that they could probably go on a streak of winning 10, 12 games. Yeah. it would, be a, it would be a buzz, but nobody would think anything of it other than, damn, this is a really good team, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: So, And like you said, man, um, as far as foregone conclusion, being in the conference finals, like, if you got two of the top five players you have to in, put the, them there. in the NBA, you, you got to get you the, have the conference to. finals. At that point, it's just like...
1: You, you have, have to. to. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, like you said, it, out of a seven-game series... Aside from like the Clippers, I don't really see any team in the West beating them. But like I said, we're prisoners of the moment, so we got to see how everything unfolds. And Obviously, health is the number one thing from getting from point A to point B, so getting from the first (laughs) round to the conference final. So we'll see what's good with that. Um, They may be the best duo in the NBA as of right now because Paul George has that shoulder injury, um, and obviously we saw a little bit of Russ and Harden, which we're going to talk about a little later on today, Um, and we saw a couple other duos, but... They right now, I think they got that mantle as best duo right there. This it's gonna be ridiculous. And I think best healthy plan duo. I think this year A D has the potential to not only be obviously all defensive team, all NBA, I think he really has a legitimate cause a lot of times a lot a lot of years people will be like, Oh, KD and Steph cancel each other out, such and such cancel each other out. I think the fact that A D actually has talent around him now. I think he can really be the MVP this year. Finally, of course, and also I think he has a chance to not only win MVP this year, but also be Defensive Player of the Year as well, too. Um, and and <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be crazy.
1: <laughs> it's a it's big time playing with that kind of talent around you. One because you have LeBron James in the, being a, in the court general and player that he is to make other people better around him. And this is like ultra like. Ultra, super, I can't even find a word, but it's, it's going to it's gonna accelerate AD even more because LeBron James is a player that does that, and he's a superstar as well, so it was like superstar squared. And I think AD, he's going to feed AD every chance he gets. LeBron's going to be like, all right, you shine. And then, you know, when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, like, let's both shine together. Mm-hmm. But I think LeBron's totally fine with letting AD eat all he can, and AD has the skill set and the repertoire to do so. On top of, you know... Maybe last year, he he couldn't take as many shots, or not take as many shots, but he couldn't take some shots that he wanted to take because, like, oh, I got to get back on defense. Oh, what if this goes wrong? There's more of, like, a... There's less of a room for error. This time, he can do anything he needs to, and he knows that he has people that have his back on this team, too. Yeah. Other superstars that have his back. Mm-hmm. So I think AD is primed and ready for a MVP season, and if this any season was the season to do it, it will be this season right here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, speaking of injuries, um, so game two of the Lakers preseason, they went up against the Nets. And um, at first and foremost, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving had on his his Batman mask, um, I think, before Sheesh. preseason started. Maybe it was like training camp or whatnot. He hurt his face uh, and it turns out that he reaggravated aggravated um, his facial fracture. Um, and it's kind of crazy. The person who injured him or re-aggravated it was Rajon Rondo. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think Kyrie's playing defense on him, and Rajon like tried to swipe at him or something like that, and it just hit his face. He only he only literally played one minute um, of that game itself. So That's
1: right.
0: it's, it's. I mean, obviously KD's out for the whole year, but it's like, damn, like how yeah. how long is he going to be out for? And is that is that a concern moving forward? Because he did have the messed up kneecap. Um, he's had m- m- multiple injuries, um, and obviously he's been pretty you know healthy. He was pretty healthy last season. But like, what do you expect with Kyrie
1: moving forward? Um, I think that they'll. This is not a season where the Nets are. I think expecting to win an NBA championship. Oh no! So you have two assets like KD and Kyrie that right now with nothing you know, nothing won and nothing accomplished. You just need to get on the court together. Yeah. So however much it takes for a facial fracture to, a facial fracture to heal, you have to let it as as a GM, you know, coming from seeing what happened to KD, uh, you have to let your superstar players heal. And if it's gonna take them the year to heal, cool. It's not gonna take Kyrie a year to heal from a face from a facial fracture, but give him if it's a month, to give them a the month because you guys aren't looking to win a championship this year. You're looking to troubleshoot. You're looking to figure out your team, what pieces you might need additional next year. You know who you might need to shop. But at the same time, I they're not going to be a top four team in the East this year. That's what I don't think so, they are. You know, so why not let your pl- superstar players rest and protect your assets? Yeah, and I don't know how long he's going
0: to be out for. I mean, you got uh, Levert and Dinwiddie as that backcourt tandem. I mean, like I said, they've. Had somewhat of a playoff test, so um, I think they'll be just fine. ease eases way back in, and yep. uh, like I said, no expectations for them this year. Definitely gonna make the playoffs, but let's see how you grow from all that. Facts. So next thing I want to talk about, uh, you know, you know, no disrespect to any of the the rookies. You know, what I'm saying Michael Porter Jr. looked good. Um, could be the next KD. Who knows? Uh, Kobe White looks very outstanding as well too. Rui Hachimara for the Wizards looks like a hybrid. Lamarcus Aldridge. I saw him hitting clips from the three. Sheesh. Um, R.J. Barrett looks pretty tough as well. Uh, John Morant, you know, he's doing his thing as well too. Most of rookies doing their thing. It's exciting. But at the end of the day, you already know what I'm going to talk about. That boy. Zion Williamson. You know, he, oh
1: my God. he looks like a star player. God. You want to be the what? Oh, my God. You want to be the star player?
0: It's, and it's crazy because, like, obviously, like, my favorite college team is Duke. So I follow Duke and I follow the players as well Sheesh. in college as well, too. Um, seeing him, I'm like, yeah, he's definitely going to be your number one pick. But I really, since I've never seen a player like him before, he's I didn't really filthy. know how to predict what he was going to turn out. To be in the NBA, and, You know he played it. He went up against Chicago, the Bulls. I think he had like sixteen and four that night. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, the Bulls were not a playoff team last year. They're kind of undersized, so you you better have your way with them. You're, you're eighty, and then he went up against Utah. And wow,
1: uh, <laughs> yo, he was giving Rudy Gobert a business. It's bruh. gonna be in my face the whole the whole segment the we're talking about Zion because he's he's dirty. He's filthy.
0: He's, he, he's just... And I was like, yo, maybe he's just undersized. We'll see, but... He's undersized? He's too strong. He's too athletic. He's 280. He's quick off the dribble. He's a great finisher at the basket. He knows how to use the backboard. Like, I, it's
1: like we're talking about a superhero right now. He's too strong. He's <laughs> too
0: fast. He can fly. Like, it's crazy. Dude, what? It's, it's crazy because like the three games he's played, they've been literally, um, I think, a combined... I want to say, I think in 82 minutes of play, or we're not even gonna talk about 82 minutes of play. Mm-hmm. In those in those first three games, he's averaging 24 points, five rebounds, and three assists. Yep, um, it's crazy, man. Just I don't even know what to say, bro. Like I don't know what to say. Like what do you what do you I, tell me how you <laughs> feel about
1: Zion, bro? The thing is, I had to revisit like my predictions for, for him, like for him, because I know we talked about this on. Uh, earlier episode, but I said I would give him probably like fifteen. You know, maybe like seven. I say two or something like that. This is drastically changing. I mean, this is <laughs> you know, this is three preseason games, and dude looks ridiculous. Like you know how your your older cousin or like the older guy or the bigger guy at the basketball court playing pickup, which is take the ball from you off of a rebound when you, you, you're not strong enough. Zion's doing this to grown men, to grown seven-foot-tall forwards, you know, in traffic, and then putting the ball back in the rim for extra – so he he's getting the shot attempt. He's getting the points. He's getting the rebounds. I, he's filthy. First off, he's filthy. Like, he, he's packing his stats with this, not saying he's trying to pack his stats, but it's easy to do that when you're more athletic than everybody. It's like playing middle school basketball. You just yeah. jump. Jump right back up, get the rebound, put it back in. Um, so I revisited it and I said he'll probably, he'll probably average uh, on the course of a 72 game season. Mm-hmm. 82. He'll, 82. Eight, okay. I'll say I'll give him 18, I'll give him nine, and I'll give him about four. So
0: I, Yo, that's crazy. My numbers were pretty much very similar when I was in my group message. I said like 18, nine, and four. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, <laughs> and he's probably going to be liable to go off for a few. Stupid games. He'll probably go off for a few thirty-point games. 30 games. He might have a forty-point.
0: If, if if I don't want shooting, I don't want to wish this on anyone. If let's say you know, a couple like like Brandon England goes down for yeah. like a
1: sprained ankle, like he's gonna have a forty-point. He's gonna have a forty-point yeah. game this year,
0: especially against the East,
1: <laughs> the lower level. Because what the change the change of direction on this kid is ridiculous. At his size, at his pace, he looked. And you could say, oh, well, you know, he has to stay healthy, yada, yada, that, throughout his career. He's not going to be that athletic forever. He's only going to get smarter. He's only going to understand defensive schemes more. Um, and I was I was listening to the commentation about him. It, they're like, yo, he's going to go above you. He's going to go around you. He's going to go through you. Because literally, Rudy Gobert is straight up, and Zion's going sh- foot. through his body. Just <laughs> through his... And he's pushing Rudy Gobert back. No, like, stoop is... It, it, I'm excited just talking about it cuz we haven't seen anything like this since a, like a LeBron. We haven't seen the craze over it since something like a Jordan keep it a stack. And we're comparing him to Charles Barkley, which you know, we'll look back at this in about I say 2-3 years and we might say that Charles Barkley can No, 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 like the, the 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 bounce, the secondary bounce on this kid is ridiculous. <laughs> like like He secondary bounced it like he missed the layup. He secondary bounces it into a dunk, into a putback (laughs) dunk. Like, and Rudy Gobert has jumped, came down, and is just getting his head around to watch Zion Williamson dunk the ball again. It's absolutely ridiculous what he's doing. Like, it's gonna be that's why we're so excited about NBA basketball because we have players like this, like super electrifying. He might be a once in a lifetime player, and again, like I was about to say. We were comparing him to Charles Barkley. We might look back at this in two or three years and say, Yo, to compare him to Charles Barkley was disrespectful. Yeah. You know, because it's just how it looks. And the kids shooting threes, too.
0: He's a winner, bro. He's a winner, man. Um, <laughs> they, look, they look good.
1: Uh, bro, what?
0: And, and Lonzo, you know, um, he looks, him and Lonzo are going to be a nice duo moving forward. And I love the fact that Lonzo. Um, left the Lakers environment. So now he can, you know, truly get into to his own, taking advantage of his own career and whatnot. But Lonzo looks good. His jump shot looks revitalized a little bit. He's starting to hit the three. Um, obviously, he's going to get everyone involved, going to be out of transition. So alone,
1: <laughs>
0: Lonzo is probably going to get at least five, six assists a night just from the tandem of him and Zion together. And it's going to be crazy. And, and one thing
1: to look at, too, is just we always talk about the changing landscape of the NBA and like how the Fives kind of obsolete and stuff like that. This is a hybrid, young, new NBA team. Yeah. And it's scary because this is not a team, if, if you're smart as a Pelicans owner or GM, this is not a team you want to break apart because this is this is what the NBA essentially has gone to. Mm-hmm. They're just a young version. And you have the best player for being a a hybrid kind of five, kind of, you know, just run the floor, fast pace kind of guy in Zion Williamson, it looks like, you know? Mm-hmm. It looks like, you know, we don't know if he has the whole LeBron IQ package stuff yet. Maybe the skill level is not there. But when it comes to running the floor, you get some shooters around these guys and you're not playing a traditional five, but he's bullying fives. Yeah. This, this, could, this could really just put the nail in the coffin for a regular, or not regular, but old school five, You know, then you have to have a forward Mm -hmm. NBA basketball.
0: I'm excited. I'm excited to see him go up against like Joel Embiid, Giannis, Kawhi PG, like all the top name players. I can't wait. Like I got to get NBA league pass. Last year I got from my boy Omar. I know you're going to listen to this episode, Omar. (laughs) Don't play me. Let me get that password. If not, I might have to drop that 200 for that. Someone got to go half of me on that one. But I'm definitely getting league pass this year. I'm going to be watching the Pelicans a lot this year. So excited for them as well. My thing is, like, the West is so stacked. So, like, do you think that they're going to make the playoffs this year? I mean, since JJ Reddick's been in the league, he's never missed the playoffs. So that's a plus (laughs) right there. But do you think they can make that eighth seed? It's going to be tough, man. Because, like I said, I told Mania this last week. I'm just going to – let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm not even going to put any order, but there's some good teams. We already know Portland's going to go there. We already know the Lakers. Lakers. We already know the Clippers. Clippers. We already know Houston. You know what I'm saying? We already know more than likely Utah. From there, who am I missing? The Warriors.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's the and Warriors. Mean, from
0: there, I'm not. Spurs? Pop's never. Yeah, Pop's, Pops never, never missed the playoffs. So they're right there. So who leaves that A spot? Is it Dallas? Is it the Pelicans? Do the Sacramento Kings take another the Nuggets? lead? The no- oh, sh- dog, The Nuggets ah, finished the ah, what? I'm sorry, yeah, they're not making playoffs, bro. <laughs> the they're Nuggets, not, yeah, dog. Fault.
1: Od, disrespectful because yeah. we're we're caught in the headlights, but
0: dog. Yeah, Pelicans not. Unless the Spurs, nah. Dejounte Murray's back. DeMar DeRozan's finally like ingratiated with that system as well too. Uh, Lonnie Walker's looking. Yeah, baby steps. Be, Let's baby steps. Yeah, so they're gonna be exciting this year. They may be, you know, in the West, like, when it's a- after All-Star break, like, literally the 6 to AC, yeah. 6 to like, 10-C always changes. Yeah. So they may be in playoffs one day and then out the other day, but I think when it's all said and done, these teams already have their culture, their system set in space, set in, set in time or whatever. So I think the Pelicans will come real shy and be battling for the AC, but I don't think they're
1: going to make that playoff spot. What would give the Pelicans the eighth spot in the West. And, you know, it's always a close race, so you could put eight or seven, depending on some games, depending on possibly injuries. Mm-hmm. It will be a unanimous Rookie of the Year for Zion Williamson. That- yeah, he's one Rookie of the Year, and at first, um,
0: a couple episodes back on Talking to You, I said RJ Barrett, just because he's
1: going to have more of a green light. <laughs> no... Dude, nope. if this dude starts shooting the rock from outside, it's
0: yeah. He's gonna he's gonna attempt at least one or two threes. But like, two. but
1: like from deep, if he just you know, because people are gonna be staying back from. Mm-hmm. If he can look at somebody and just pull his jumper up and hit that mm-hmm. three out of five times, that's that's, that's saying a lot. If yeah. he could hit that shit four out of ten times, mm-hmm. you know, that's twelve extra points to him not driving by somebody, and then you have the defense stunned. But in order for the Pelicans to get into the playoffs, it has to be a rookie of the year season for Zion Williamson. Brandon Ingram, damn near has to be an all star. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna give us at least twenty
0: points per game this year.
1: Like he has I think, to like Katie. Like, I think, you know? honestly, like it's on
0: it's on Lonzo too. Like I need to see him become more aggressive. Um, and find a ways to just score the basketball. We already know he's going to bring to to you to, on the defensive end. We already
1: know he's going to facilitate yeah. and whatnot. But are you going to be able to score and knock down your shots? So if they can get those three things, I think they have a solid defensive foundation. Um not anything to take on top contenders in the West, but let's start baby steps again mm-hmm. and just get them into the playoffs. You know, let's get them in the school, see how they do. All right. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of jump shots, Ben Simmons finally hit a three. Cranky.
0: Social media went insane, bro. There's so many different memes, so many different like edited videos. Of I used to I used to drink for time like this to shoot like this. Right. Uh, it was crazy, man. Um, I'm proud of him. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, it it was a preseason game and it wasn't against an NBA team. But the fact that he actually attempted a three and switched that joint gives me high hopes. And we're going to see if this translates into the regular season. So, quick question for you. What's up? Do you see him attempting more threes a game? Because I looked at the last two games he played besides that China team. Mm -hmm. He ain't shooting no threes. He (laughs) attempted no threes.
1: I guess it's more so a take what the defense gives you. Yeah. I don't even need Ben Simmons to shoot threes. If he takes jump shots, mm-hmm. we'll be in a much better space. Yeah. You know, his Ben Simmons a Ben Simmons jump shot happy season could save the world. Mm-hmm. You know, like and and I don't mean like just like save. Like I don't, I'm not playing about this. I mean, he could like really end everything that's wrong with the world, and it would be amazing. Yeah. So and just, just okay. off his physical
0: ability, he's gonna give you 18, 20 points if Facts. you can hit like two threes. A game that would be crazy. Like if he, if he starts knocking down shots or at least attempting them, and they're and they're solid, you could very well be envy and be considered MVP.
1: And what I what I look at is the comfort level of it. Like mm-hmm. if he looked uncomfortable shooting it, then it'd be one thing. Like there's like a Ben Simmons that just doesn't take jump shots, and then there's a Markel Folks that looks like super uncomfortable even. Attempting a jump shot. Mm-hmm. We just haven't seen Ben Simmons try a jump shot since yeah. until, you know, recently. Then it's like, all right, he looks mad comfortable. Why not do it? So uh I have high hopes for that. I'm hoping he just does it. He's like, just do it, you know? Yeah. He has he has a great teammates around him, he has Tobias Harris, he has uh shooting shooting pieces like Mike Scott, people like that around him. So hey, dish it, but at the same time if you have the opportunity to shoot that thing, man. Why not?
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. So, we'll, we'll definitely see what's going on with them as well, too. Uh, another thing I want to talk about uh, are the Rockets' tandem um, kill, with kill, James kill. Harden kill. and and Russell Westbrook. Uh, so, they pretty much look the same. I'd say one thing I'll give uh, – obviously, it's only been a couple games, but one thing I'll give credit to the head coach is that, you know, it's – it seems like he's literally letting Russ be Russ in the sense that it's not just points in transition and three-point attempts. Like, Russ is actually posting up. He's actually shooting mid-range as well, too. And I like the dynamic that they added that when whoever gets the rebound, they get a ball to Russ, and literally it's a fast break. So that's something that CP3 couldn't do. So there's going to be a lot of more points in transition, which I like with the Rockets itself. But how do you feel about this tandem uh, with James Harden and 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 uh, and Russell Westbrook. We uh, were talking about it off air a little bit.
1: Yeah, I was telling you before the show, uh, for me, this is just like, you know, you, you ever like got involved with somebody, you know, and the last person kind of hurts you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm a little bit tender with it, you know what I'm saying? I just, ah, like, why can't you open up to me? Why can't you? It's because I can't, you know what I'm saying? Because the last person hurt me. And the person before that hurt me. And the person before that hurt me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm not really going to respect anything until I really see it. And for me, seeing it for them is, this season is going to be OD. It's going to be amazing. I think them working together is going to be great. But it doesn't really mean anything for me until the playoffs come. Because that, that's that been the woes. I think what Russ got, the Russ made the playoff last year? Or he got knocked out? He's never missed the playoffs. So he they got knocked out by Portland. By Portland. Him, can't, I'm, you can't forget that. Yeah, I can't forget that. Yeah, I'm, I'm tripping. And then <laughs> and then James Harden and CP3, was it Western Conference finals? What? Last year. Nah, they they, they went to the second round loss to the Warriors. Second round loss to the Warriors. So, granted, there, there have been perennial powers that have t- taken these guys down. And Dame. Dame's a perennial power. You know, when it comes to st- people you don't want to see first round of playoffs, it's like Warriors, Dame, and then... I don't know, you know, that that's the long list of stuff, uh, the short list of stuff you don't want to see in the first round of, of the playoffs, and probably LeBron too, so you could put the Warriors, Dame, Lillard, and then LeBron James in the first round of the playoffs, you don't want to see that, but for them, I just, it ha- it's a Western Conference Finals to me, or bust, because that's the that's the hump that you brought Russell in to, to get over, you know, and it wouldn't be a fail if they got to the Western Conference Finals and played well. But if they didn't get to the Western Conference Finals for some reason, and I, I know, I know that the Lakers are here, the Clippers are here, and the Rockets are somewhere between three and four in our minds about this. Yeah. But... For the expectations and for what your team has came from, unless it's a Western Conference Finals, it doesn't mean much to me. They are a good tandem to be working together. We haven't seen them since OKC together. I just need them to get that far to show me that it was, this was a good investment. This was a good trade to make.
0: Yeah, and, and it sucks because now we do have the Clippers and now we do have the Lakers. And I just think in the playoffs, that's just a bad matchup for anybody for them. Like, if they play the Lakers... The Lakers are just going to destroy them with their size. Yeah. If they play the Clippers, they're going to get strapped on the perimeter with PG. <laughs> yeah. You got Beverly, PG, and you got Kawhi on Russ and Harden. It's dogs. Some, they might sweep them some or one them. But like you said, like you brought in Russ for a reason to get over the hump. We're oh. going to see what they do this year. Yeah. And the biggest thing, honestly, they're Houston. They're going to be a top three team this year in the West in, yeah. in the NBA. They're gonna have record-breaking nights and whatnot. They're probably gonna have a couple triple doubles together together this year with that tandem. But when it's all said and done, the biggest knock on James Harden, the biggest knock on Russell Westbrook, is the last five minutes. You got the ball. Take me to the promised land. Yes. Let's see what they do together.
1: Let's see what they do together. And I think uh, we all we're, we've been like sensationalizing a Mm Lakers-Clippers kind of matchup, I think a a Rockets-Clippers matchup would be pretty dope.
0: And I was telling Austin about this. My dream scenarios uh, for... Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So I think due to load management, the Mm -hmm. Lakers and Clippers, their star players won't play a full 82 games. And honestly, the most durable duo is probably C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard and also Russell Westbrook and uh, James Harden. Yeah. So I was like off of load management alone it would be dope if the Rockets had the number one seed okay. and then like we said if the Pelicans had the eight seed <laughs> that would be a hot ass first round matchup. I would love to see that um, then I think I said I wanted the Clippers to. I think I, I, I said the Clippers would have a boring matchup. they would probably play uh, Utah first round. Okay. And I think I wanted Portland to play the Lakers. Um, and I think another one, I think it was the Nuggets and Spurs or something like that. But that's just, you know, <laughs> you a know wishful thinking. A wishful thinking in my head as well, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing I want to talk about is Marco Fultz. Um Last week, you know, me and Manny were talking about him a little bit, but. Marco Fultz has been looking pretty good, man. Um, obviously, his, you know, he had high expectations for him in Philadelphia. And, you know, obviously, he couldn't live up to that, but he got into a new environment, kind of like Alonzo Ball per se. And they're really just going to take his time with him. But um, he's been looking pretty pretty solid, I'd have to say. Uh, once he gets his jump shot, it, like, he, he seems like he's shooting with more confidence with yeah. his jump shot. They may not all be going in, but. As long as he gets that confidence and maintains that consistency, um, I think, you know, down the line, not this year, maybe the next two years, uh, he's going to turn into that, you know.
1: That monster we saw at Washington.
0: That we saw at Washington itself, but. Honestly, man, he got the handles, he got the length to defend on the perimeter. Yeah. Uh he's a pretty damn good finisher and he's a, play, a pretty damn good playmaker as well too. Yeah. Um he kind of reminds me of like he he could be like a hybrid Tony Parker. I I think that's my that's my ceiling for him as of right that's now. But uh what are your thoughts on um, you know, Markel Fultz Saga. Uh,
1: it's just, oof, I just <laughs> I, don't, I I feel for him as always, but you would think at some point, you know, if it was a mental thing that was preventing him from, kind of, getting his shot down, or yeah. we'll say we'll say between the injury and mental mm-hmm. kind of thing that was like, all right, maybe his body and mind weren't working together to be confident in the shot. But after a while, you would think it would be kind of like riding a bike. You know, I haven't did it in a while, but you start to see it go down, and then something kind of switches on. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that the same thing that that might have. Uh, or the same kind of process and concept that might have led him to not be able to shoot that shot at a high percentage or being able to shoot it uh, to where he knows how to shoot it kind of clicks in and lets him shoot it how he used to shoot it when he was, you know, the top player coming out of college. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just just get back to, to him and because he, he looks fluid. He, he has a good pace to him. He just he's trying to he's trying to smoothed over his game a little bit more. Because this is the first time he's played in damn near two years since he's been, like, really played, played. Um, so I, I'm i optimistic for him. He has players like Mo Bamba down there uh, in Orlando who, they can be a sneaky team. Uh, I mean, they're they, they're going to be a good team this year yeah, because...
0: Yeah. Unless they just got lack like a days going offseason season, then work on their game. Yeah. Last year, after all star break, they literally had the best record in the entire NBA, and obviously um, they lost four one to the Raptors last year with yeah. Kawhi and all them boys. That's but the Raptors. Those are competitive ass games, so yeah. Um, I think they're gonna make the playoffs this year, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so looking forward to that. Yes, sir. Uh, another thing I want to talk about is Christoph Porzingis finally returned. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be another pretty good tandem. With him and Luka Donich as well too, uh, you know. Obviously, when you're coming off a major injury like that, it's gonna take a while to get back into full form. So I don't think until about like maybe All Star break is when we're gonna see him back in his peak form. But yeah. from what I see now, man,
1: Dirk 2.0, bro. It's all like 2.0. Like you can stretch <laughs> that a little bit because this dude's like, like unicorn again. Yeah, the unicorn. He can move.
0: He's seven foot two, seven foot three. Um, he has an extremely quick re- quick release. He's too tall, so you're never gonna block his shot. Yeah. Um, and he's so tall that he's gonna be a great rim protector. So, um, I saw you know a few glimpses of what the pick and roll is gonna look like with him and Luka, Luka Donich. Yeah. They're gonna be tough, man. <sighs> They're gonna be real tough, and that's just that's what I'm saying. The West is so stacked. Like all these teams we mentioned mentioning the Pelicans, the Spurs the Dallas Mavericks, the Sacramento Kings, they're gonna be fighting for that eight seed. Yeah. Um, but you know, how you feel about how you feel about the Luca uh and uh, Porzingis Luka, Perrin?
1: Porzingis. Porzingis parent is tough because Luca's so crafty in a screen and roll, in a traffic kind of scenario. So seeing him maneuver the ball and then he has a safety valve in a screen and roll scenario when the Porzingis comes up is scary. And we've seen in these clips that Porzingis is literally shooting it from like a step or two inside the logo. So, like, <laughs> we we've been comparing all these teams, and we've like, oh, this duo was nice, The duo was nice. And you would want them all to be in the playoffs, but in reality, the league is so dispersed with talent this year, you know, it's not oversaturated on one side that anything can happen. So we just want to see how these guys are going to come out and compete. Um, Luca and Porzingis... Scary matchup. there's not too many games you can drop in the West this year, pretty mm-hmm. much. You know, Barnes, some people are gonna get injured here and there. There's gonna be time off, but when you can not win a game, you have to win a game for your playoff contention. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, man, man. One of these days, bro, like I hate how the West
0: is so stacked and takes away from teams that can't make the playoffs. They gotta say F it one day. No, no West Western conference no more. Just the top 16 teams go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. That
0: would be that would be pretty dope. Um, another thing I want to talk about, and I'll let you steer this boat, is let me what's the boat. going on with China and the NBA. us listen, man.
1: All right, all right. So, basically, for uh, those of you that don't know, uh, Daryl Morey, GM of the Rockets, GM of the Rockets, um, he made a tweet, and it said. Uh, Fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. And if you don't know anything about the political climate that's going on over in uh, China right now, there has been, um, their government is not a democracy, of course, and there's been protests in Hong Kong, uh, in the Hong Kong airport, and just the city of Hong Kong in general that have, you know, pretty much citizens are saying hey, this government's not right, you, need, you guys need to, you know, figure this out. And China is one of those places where it's like, you don't really talk ag- out against the government. On top of that, there's been, uh, you know, some some human rights violations. There's been talks of uh, even um, Muslim uh, people in China being not treated fairly or even being, like, treated as second class, not even citizens or, you know, not even humans in that matter. Uh, we won't go down that path. But Daryl Morey said, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. And this was when the Rockets were doing a preseason game in China. Uh, basically... And I can fill you guys in with everything else. Um, this kind of created an up war with between China and the NBA, and kind of China and America. Given that there's a trade war going on between us, uh, our governments are just stark, two starkly different things. But we've been able to work, been able to work together the last few decades because of the economic prosperity that has brought. Has brought. Um, how this kind of goes in with the NBA is that. And, uh, and I'm trying to find the best way to say it, but it kind of goes in with the NBA is that the NBA has about a few billion dollars worth of assets in China. Um, the China craze with the NBA really started retro, uh, like during the retro days, because they just got TV um, televised games when Jordan was playing. Mm-hmm. So like China's love affair with basketball really, really, really started. And their first person they were seeing was Michael Jordan playing was Nike popping. So they would have the Michael Jordan commercials that was just as hot as the games at the time. And, you know, people fell in love with that. On top of that, the Rockets GM, the same team that drafted Yao Ming, a while ago was saying this. So it it put the NBA in a weird spot politically because, you know, you're trying to support your owners and you're trying to get these people paid that you're supposed to. And David Stern, not David Stern, David Stern kind of started this trend with China and the NBA, but Adam Silver. Adam Silver had to come out and say, hey, you know, the NBA stands for freedom of speech, and that's what it's going to be, because it kind of looks like what, when it first came out that, oh, the NBA is not going to take up for this GM that's speaking out against a non-democratic state, and the NBA, there was a whole PR storm, it was like, oh, well, what are they going to do? They had our lawmakers, they had people in Congress talking about, hey, like, what's the NBA doing? Like, they shouldn't even have said anything to the GM because that's what he should have said. So Adam Silver finally had to come out and say, hey, the NBA stands for freedom of speech. And it's kind of one of those classic things where it's like, look, there's a lot of monetarial assets that $1 billion. We have like a, a $1.5 billion contract with China for them showing our games in, the, uh, in, uh, in China for, for the NBA. But... It was just between, all right, freedom of speech and the people that are actually on the ground running your league, like the coaches, the players, or you're going to stand with just the money that you're making from the deal. And the NBA had to kind of align itself to not get too much heat from either side. Because on one side, you have a huge market in China. And on the other side, you have your players, your coaches, your GMs that have freedom of speech in America. And it's like, do you tell them not to say it because you're doing a deal with the country that doesn't have freedom of speech? And, you know, it put the NBA in a sticky situation. Uh, Adam Silver, again, finally came out, made that statement, and kind of mowed things over. But it just kind of speaks to the to the times that we live in. It's like, are you going to rock with money? Or are you going to kind of rock with uh, what might be right in a political manner? And that can sometimes change or that is always changing. And they tried to say that, you know, the Houston Rockets is not a political entity. But in these days and times, everything is a political entity given the message that it speaks. So that's my two cents on the NBA in Hong Kong. Uh, There's a really good take on it on the daily uh, NBA China. But, yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I don't really have anything to say to that. (laughs) So thanks for... Uh, informing me and informing the audience as well, too. It was very that was very, it was very heart, heartwarming, heartfelt. Uh, last sure. thing I want to talk about today is KD, KD. Yeah, that's me. So um, yeah, that's Kevin me. Durant, obviously, you know... Suffered his Achilles injury, so he's rehabbing uh, for a couple hours a day. You know what I'm saying? I think he can finally walk, I believe. I'm not quite yeah. sure. But he was on Hot 97 last week. Um, and, you know, he was talking about his injury, rehabbing, Brooklyn Nets, the Knicks, uh, the Warriors, his favorite rappers. He's talking about a lot of things on there. Yeah. So it's always good to see when players are, you know, not just talking about basketball stuff. I know they kind of can get tired of that, when you, do that thing, when you do that every single day. But it is basketball podcast, so we're going to talk about basketball. So <laughs> um, let's see here. So basically when he was getting interviewed, uh, let me see here. Durant. So basically on the interview they were talking about, like, you know, picking the Nets and then, you know, going with the Knicks as well too. Durant said younger players have not seen the Knicks be successful, and that – and that the perception of the Knicks as a brand is somewhat warped. Um, he said, "I get it." Durant said it's hard to get the best players to play there. When asked why, the former MVP elaborated, "I think a lot of fans look at the Knicks as a brand and expect these younger players, who in their lifetime don't remember the Knicks being good." He said, "I didn't grow up with the Knicks. I didn't. I didn't grow up with the Knicks being good. Well, I remember the Knicks being in the finals, but the kids after me didn't see that. So That's- the brand of the Knicks isn't as cool to them." As let's say the Golden State Warriors, even the Lakers, the Nets. Now, the cool thing right now is not the Knicks. Uh, so, with that being said, how do you feel about those comments? And do you think, um, you know, it's it's do you think it's fair for you know teams to grab well for New York, New York fans in general to gravitate towards the Nets as opposed to the Knicks? And do you think the Knicks can eventually get things together and be a competitive team?
1: Um, I think that he's totally in the right for saying those things because. <laughs> Kevin Durant saying it from, like, yo, I'm in the league. Like, the cool thing isn't, or we haven't seen it to be. But there's definitely kids out there that wouldn't think about the Knicks ever as a basketball power. And why why throw dirt on KD for him just saying from his perspective how it seems? Um, and do I see the Knicks getting it together? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, he would have stacked. um, and for for the fans to gravitate between one and the other, um, I think that from an organizational standpoint, from a uh, from a and I, I, I'm losing a word from it, but from oh execution standpoint, the Knicks, the Nets, the Nets are getting everything done they need to. The Knicks, I don't even know if they had a package to offer KD. I don't know if they even like sat down with KD and had a package ready to offer him. He was a free agent this this last offseason. That's trash, you know? Like, if anything, you should have been like, yo, we'll pay you whatever you want, if anything. And I don't think the the Nets the Knicks even had a plan for that. The Nets inked Kyrie. They inked Katie, They inked DeAndre Jordan, as well as, you know, getting their other pieces out and getting their team together in uh, internally. So... Katie has every right to say what he said. Um, if fans decided to gravitate towards the Nets, so be it, because they're the ones that are executing like an actual professional basketball team that wants to win games, probably should be operating. And um, it, it's, it seems like a long time, definitely with the powers that be in the NBA right now, it seems like a long time before the, the Knicks are good again. That's my opinion on this one. Yep, that's good to agree with you anymore.
0: Um, yeah, that's about it today, ladies and gentlemen. Any any last words you want to say before I give the closing remarks, as always?
1: Oh man, happy to be back. Uh hoping to be back sometime very, very soon, man. <laughs> Thank you for having me, as always. That way, that way. Hey it's episode sixty two of the Caesar Show. You already know.
0: Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here from Trey Skywalker himself, <laughs> episode sixty-two <laughs> of the Caesar Show. Make sure to subscribe. On all fours of social media, at the Seas Show and surf Caesar and Treyday XXIV. Did I say that right? Treyday
1: XXIV, may the force be with you.